Hey everybody, welcome to the Web Cave. I'm Daniel Hummer here with uh, Bobo. How the hell you doing, Bobo? I'm doing good. How about you, man? Pretty good. Start of the week. We're here on a Monday. Uh, starting the week off hot. Uh, we got we got a lot of shit to do today. A lot of shit. A lot of shit to cover. Uh, we are also gathered. Uh, Sharon will be here to uh, be a judge for the festivities later. So we'll uh, your uh, girlfriend Danielle and uh, my uh, better half Doug, and uh, they'll be joining us later. But uh, we got a lot of news to get in. But our main topic today, when, when we when we get to it, is the big face-off debate. My boy, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Red Hood, Jason Todd, the second Robin. And maybe the greatest against uh, Damian Wayne, uh, Bruce Wayne's baby boy, the the golden child, if you will. We we got a big right he's, like, he's a golden child, and uh, it's gonna be a five round fight. We'll get into all that later. First, let's have some fun. Get into some news because Comic Con was this week, and boy, was it a big one. Oh, yeah, for both sides. More for Marvel, but DC had some hitters. Give me more for Marvel. I mean, yeah, I mean, they did fucking lay out their whole plan. Yeah, Marvel didn't, yeah, they released, like, the next fucking four years of movies, dude. What do you think of the multiverse saga? That's what it's called, right? The way it started off so far with Phase 4, not really a fan of all, but... (laughs) They can definitely turn it around. Like, I haven't watched Miss Marvel, and a little bit of announcement for next week. We're going to do a Miss Marvel review before our yes. main activity for next week, which I'll, we will announce later. Yeah, but we are going to do a Miss Marvel review. But with Miss Marvel and Loki and Black Widow, which shouldn't even have been a Phase Four movie, and then another and the new movie and Doctor Strange, like, so all my impressed. Uh, so you want to just go through this plan first, movie by movie, and we'll react to it like a little bit at a time because there's no trailers or anything. This a lot of this is just announcements, right? Yeah, there's yeah, there's been a couple trailers from Marvel we can go over if you want to do that, but we can go through the the saga, movie by movie. So I mean, Black Black uh, Panthers next, right? Black Actually, Panthers. I am Groot. The I am Groot. Disney Plus Original Shorts is what's next. They released the trailer for that, too. That comes out in August. And She-Hulk's actually next, August 17th. She-Hulk, too. I, I didn't see the I didn't see the I Am Groot shit. Does it look cool? It, it's just adorable little, like, animations, like six, like five-minute an, like animated shorts, you know what I mean? And it's baby yeah. Groot. And it's, it's baby Groot, so, like, it's going to get, like, the the cuteness aspect of it. It looks yeah. cool. I'm going to watch it. I like Groot. Baby Groot's awesome as fuck. No, Baby Groot's sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did that. But She-Hulk is next. I think that's August 17th. And they did release a second trailer for that show. And I have to say, the second trailer is way better than the first one they released. And this one actually kind of makes me want to watch the show and not not watch it like the first one did. Yeah, I mean, and the CG looks a little better, too. They did. They sharpened her up. She still looks like Fiona, but it's, like, it's not so, like, floppy. 
And she looks like a proper Fiona now. Yeah, and this one showed that Bruce Banner is going to have a much more dominant role in, in in the show than the first trailer showed. So, like, and I'm interested to see how they tell the story about Hulk got his normal arm back and he doesn't have the the burns all over the injured arm. So, from what they were saying, Wakanda Forever, that ends Phase 4, right? Then it's over. Phase 4 is done. Yeah, and then Phase 5 begins with Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I believe, which comes out in, like, January or February or March of 2023. So, a few months after Black Panther, the next Guardians comes out. Well, no, Phase 5, I thought Ant-Man and the Wasp first. Oh, yeah, right. Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then it's... Yeah, that's the next movie right after Black Panther. Yes. And that's at the beginning of 2023. So that's only a couple months after Black Panther. I mean, the the first two were great. The first anything with Ant-Man's been pretty good so far. So. Yeah, Paul Rudd and uh, I think her name's Evan Glyne Lily. She yeah, they've been they've been killing it. Uh, Evangeline Lily. Yeah. Those movies yeah. are good. We have like Kate them. from Long Thug. <laughs> Secret Invasion's next. Uh, what do you Secret think about War. that? Oh yeah, Secret Invasion. My bad. Yeah, I don't really, I don't know, I don't really know much about the Secret Invasion, so I don't really have like an opinion on it at the time. Yeah, it'll. It, it looks pretty cool. I, I've looked into it a little bit. I think it can lead into some other stuff, so I'm kind of excited about it. But uh, uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, and then, and then Guardians, Guardians is after that, and I yeah, mean, and then, then they're gonna introduce they're gonna introduce Adam Warlock in that movie. Yes, but it's gonna yeah, be uh, Rocket Raccoon Origin yeah. flick, huh? Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do that, and then they're gonna do the Church of the Unfaith, or I forget what the name of that storyline is called, but I don't know how they're gonna do that and do a Rocket Origin in one movie, as long as it's like a flashback scene for Rocket. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I, I mean, it'll be good. I want to see that. I do want to see that story, but, like, not in Guardians 3. It's got to be something no, else. No, not in, like, not in room, like, supposedly going to be the final Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I don't want you guys to waste the final movie of your trilogy on an origin story you guys should have told 10 years ago. Yeah. Fuck that. <clears throat> but I guess we'll see what they do with it. James Gunn yeah. hasn't really let me down thus far, so... No, but he also likes to do very different things that still make it work, so I'll see how it goes. You're right. Uh, Echo. What's next? I don't know much about that. Me either. I At have all. no idea. I have to work with that. Uh, the Marvels, which I'm, I'm assuming will team up Miss Marvel with Captain Marvel, no? Yeah, because... I know we both haven't watched it yet, but I'm pretty sure that's Captain Marvel shows up at the end of the Miss Marvel show. Does she say? And they like. Um, he hasn't. Yep. Okay. But uh, yeah, and then Loki season two. That's exciting. Fine, yeah, that's gonna be good. They're gonna express more. That's what that's what I'm more excited for, to be honest, because that's when they're gonna get more into the multiversal thing and a lot more oh, of the King yeah. the Conqueror stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> in a big way, too. Yeah. And we forgot to go back and talk about Black Panther because they're introducing both Ironheart 
a new Black Panther, and Namor all in the same movie. Oh, no, yeah, we'll go back to it. We'll go back to it, because I want to talk about the trailer. But uh, okay. Ironheart, Ironheart's next after Loki. And, and, yep. and, then you got, uh, and then you got Blade. Very excited for that movie. I'm very excited for Marshall Ali to play Blade. I have a very, very strong feeling that he's going to outdo Wesley Snipes' performance. That's going to be a good time. I like the original Blade trilogy. So. I fucking love Blade. They, that's one of the cooler Marvel characters. I love and Blade, they, too. Blade is badass. Yeah, for sure. Super badass. And uh, that's something to look forward to. After that, we got Agatha and the Coven of Chaos. What do you, what do you think about the spinoff to WandaVision here, Bobo? No, no, it depends. I hope they kind of go back and they tell the story about how Agatha brought the Darkhold from the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show and, like, what happened with it on that show, because that's where it came from. Yeah. So I'm, I wonder if they're going to go back and explain the whole Darkhold thing and, like, the dark magic effect on the multiverse. I don't, I don't really know what to expect in that show. It could be a fun time. We'll see. I like the actress a lot. She's good. Yeah, she's not bad. And then, uh, th- this is big news, and I know you're really excited for this. Charlie Cox is coming back for Daredevil Born Again. 18 episodes. Yes, sir. I'm very excited for that. I hope John Bernthal gets to show up in that and gets to reprise the Punisher in, in the MCU. I know Vincent D'Onofrio is still going to be Kingpin, as everybody obviously knows already. Oh, yeah. And I hope they keep the same Foggy, too. The same Foggy that they had from the Netflix series. Like, I hope they keep that same guy. And I hope they get to make Spider-Man and Deadpool show up as well. And they get the little Team Red live-action scenario going. Yep. That would be kind of cool. I would love it. I'm, I'm, dude. I, I, I really hope to God we get to see Ryan Reynolds and Tom Holland play Deadpool and Spider-Man on the same screen together at the same time. It's going to be a killer movie. I want to see Team Red so damn bad, and, and, and you put Charlie in there too. Fuck it. But yeah, Holland and Reynolds need to have a hug. Yeah. The movie's going to be. You know, what's actually funny is that I know a lot of people shit on the original Daredevil movie. Yeah. I actually liked it. With Ben Affleck? Yeah. It was all right. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like the greatest, but I mean, I thought, I thought it was a good movie. So I think it's some cool ideas for sure. Uh, what were you saying, Bobby? I said what I had to say. All right. We can move Captain, on. Captain America is next. Uh, New World Order, Order, uh, which is going to be starring Sam Wilson. Oh, okay. Anthony Mackie. Oh, he's he's a new cat, right? Yep. They cement that at the end of uh, the. Bucky's in it too. He should be. I don't think he went anywhere at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No. 
I don't think we did. I still think we did. Okay, those two have kind of always been buddy buddy since like the beginning of the MCU. I got to say too, ever since I've seen the um, Tom and Tammy um, show on Hulu, like I'm not gonna be able to look at Bucky the same. Yeah, seeing him play Tommy Lee. Yeah, because he was Tommy <laughs> Lee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll see. The Thunderbolts. I don't really know what that is, to be honest with you. I know it's like another like B-list or ragtag group of superheroes, but like I don't know anything about any of its members. You don't know the Thunderbolts? No. That's, not, that's something I'm not really that familiar with. Aren't they the ones who, like, connect their rings together? I, I don't, I don't know. think so. I don't don't think so. Aren't they put their rings together and, like, That's the Wonder, Wonder Twins from DC. Oh, Wonder Twins. Never mind. My bad. Yeah. My that bad. movie got canceled. They were going to do a Wonder Twins movie. Good. That would have been good. an enormous waste of fucking money. I agree. Uh, so that ends phase five pretty much. Uh, Thunderbolts does, I think. And then yeah. phase, phase six would start with the Fantastic Four. Uh, yeah. I've seen the list. They have like five or six open slots in that year for movies they haven't announced yet. No. They just announced the two event ones after that. Yeah, they announced the Fantastic Four and then... Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and then Avengers Secret Wars. But there's Avengers, two Avengers movies in the same year, if you notice yeah. that, the release date. Both of those movies come out in the same year, so we're going to get two huge Avengers movies within one year. It's going to be a killer year. We're going to get a fucking Secret Wars movie and a Kang the Conqueror uh, villain movie. What year? 25. Oh, 2025? I think it's in like April of 2025, Kang... Kang Dynasty Avengers comes out, and then like in November or December of the same year is when Secret War- Secret Wars is going to come out. Yeah. Talk about uh, you know putting it all out there. I think it's going to be bad fucking ass. I think, I think they're, they're doing as much as because because I I they're announcing all this shit. I feel like because they're nervous about the reception of the shit that they've released so far. So they're like, yeah. oh, you motherfuckers, this here's our whole slate. Now what do you got to say? I mean, the cinematic, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though, has always been, you know, really good. It yeah. always has been. Yeah, you're right. But the last few and the last few couple of the shows and, like, the last few movies haven't been that great. Well, and, and that's the thing is that, like, Marvel beats DC when it comes to movies, I think, for the most part. So far, at least, we'll see what the future holds for DC. But as of of, from the beginning of comic movies till today, yeah, Marvel's definitely whooping DC's ass. But, like, when it comes to, like, cartoons and, like, you know, uh, TV shows, DC, I think, they're kind of neck and neck with DC going, you know, a little ahead. TV, yeah. Yeah. TV and cartoons. the card, the and I, I can't agree. Animation with the animated DC. Movies, is oh my God! Yeah. It blows out of the world. Yeah, the animation of DC is out of this world. DC, yeah, exactly. There for sure. So, but like the the live action TV shows, like it's kind of like neck and neck. Yeah, I think to an extent, yeah. Because like we got Peacemaker and 
Peacemaker, I mean, besides Peacemaker, like the first five seasons of, of the Green Arrow show and Superman and Lois, the TV shows for DC suck. The Titans does not suck. We got to do a Titans review at some point. I'm I'm fifty fifty on that because I really enjoyed the, the Trigon fucking series, but like I the the second season with Deathstroke, I don't know why I can't get into that season. I love Deathstroke, but Me I just either. I don't know why I can't get into it. Me fucking either, dude. I love that season. I'm gonna I'm gonna retry it again for sure because like I like all the characters. I'm I just don't like that they're using Jason Todd as Robin. Jesus Christ. Well, I guess that's going to get into our topic. But, uh... It actually has, well, yeah, it has nothing to do with the topic. But, like, for that show and, like, the lineup of characters that are in the Titans at that time, it, it feels like Damien should have been the better choice oh, for Robin. Or, at least, or Tim Drake, even. He gets enough screen time. Uh, and Tim Drake does show up. So so that's the that's the list. That's what... That's the multiverse saga. That That's phase... What four through six of yep. uh, the MCU? But let's yeah, talk about that Black some... Adam trailer. What? I was said I'm hoping some of them open gaps in the twenty in the Phase Six. I hope one of them is another Spider-Man movie. Another Spider-Man, and they need uh, you know X-Men. Yeah. Hell yeah! Can't fuck around and not do X-Men. Apparently, Miss Marvel has a big X Men reference to it. Wait, what happened to Deadpool? What the fuck happened to Deadpool? What do you mean? They need another Deadpool movie. I didn't read Deadpool. They have writing. They're still in the writing process. They just haven't announced the date for it yet. They're still like writing it, like the writing the script out. Oh. I just I seen a reporter announce that the other day, and when people were worried about that, yeah, they're still writing the movie, and they're going to announce it either later in the year or next year. Okay. Because that was supposed to be... Uh, yeah, be they're still season. definitely doing that. All right. Now, like, if they do, like, an X-Men movie, I would like to see them also do kind of, like, side uh, side movies on the different X-Men characters. Yeah. You want a Gambit movie? I want a Gambit movie. I want a Cyclops movie. Fuck, yeah. Uh, obviously, Wolverine... Probably get one in on Storm. Do you guys know if who Taron Egerton is? He was the star of the Kingsman movies. The Kingsman is a spy movie. He met with he met with Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios for the role of Wolverine. So we'll see. There's definitely some some shit stewing in the pot for some X Men shit. Hell yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk about some of the trailers we did get. Wakanda Forever finally dropped. Black Panther, what'd you think? Very excited for the movie. It looks yeah. very good. It looks like one of the more promising movies of the MCU as a whole. I'm very excited for it. And I, so far from what the trailer released, it feels like they're really going to give a nice, like, symbolic send-off to Chadwick Bosman. Yeah, they're going to really good. I feel like they're going to do a really good job of it. Yeah. They're going to be making the world cry. <laughs> it's going to be a very good movie. Like, I arguably believe this is going to be in the top three of all-time Marvel movies. You think so? That high? I really think so. 
Yeah, if, if it's, this movie's going to have a lot in it, dude. Like, a lot of symbolism and with all the shit in the world that's going on with, with mm-hmm. like, black people, dude, this movie's going to hit the world in the right spot. Fuck yeah. No, absolutely. I, th- I, I think it's going to be good. Uh, I didn't see Namor in the trailer, but he's supposed to be, like... He is in the trailer. Yeah, if you watched him in the trailer, he was the dude. He was the tan guy who was walking out of the water with his back turned. That was Namor. He was in the trailer okay. 100%. No, I remember that scene. I didn't know that was Namor. Yeah, that was Namor. And then it also showed that they're going to be... Ironheart was in it as well. Yeah. The little girl hammering out on the piece of metal. That's Ironheart. I believe that was Ironheart. Because it was very symbolic to the very first Iron Man movie when Tony was in the cave in Iraq or Afghanistan, wherever he was. Yeah, I think it looks good. I can't wait for it. I'm excited. Yep. Me too. I'm in the theaters the day it comes out in IMAX, and I will be watching it. Was there any other Marvel trailers that dropped? Um, new She-Hulk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, She-Hulk did. I didn't see that yet. It's pretty good. I, like I said, the first trailer did not make me want to watch the show at all. Yeah. And this one does make me want to watch the show. It does. Yeah, like it, they definitely did a lot better of a job making this movie, this this series look more intriguing with this second trailer. Fuck yeah. And what do you think about the news of uh, MODOK being in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp? I'm excited for that. MODOK, he's an awesome villain, dude. I like MODOK a lot, and I like your fan casting of Pat Oswalt as MODOK. He he voiced MODOK in the Hulu animated MODOK series. I believe he would play an awesome live-action version of him, too. I still got to watch that Hulu show. I haven't watched it either. I just know that he's the voice actor for it. That's funny. And I love Patton Oswalt. Like, him as Spence on the the sitcom King of Queens, like, that made me love Patton Oswalt. Uh, all right, well, let's get into the couple other trailers that dropped so we can get into our steak and potatoes here. Uh, Shazam, yep. Fury of the Gods. Uh the main, it looks the main man. It looks good, dude. I think it looks badass. It looks good, but like I feel like this is gonna be another thing like Thor: Love and Thunder, where it's gonna be too comedic, where it doesn't need to be. Yeah, but it kind of set that tone in the first one. They it did, but I don't. Superpowers. I don't know. Yeah. It's. I feel like it's gonna be a lot different now. It depends, well, that... though. I don't. I don't know. Because, like, to me, Shazam should be more of a serious hero. Because, like, I mean, I get it, the 12-year-old boy who gets the power of six gods and turns into an adult. But it's an adult superhero who has the power of six Egyptian gods. Like, he, like that should be a pretty fucked up movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, but he is still a little kid, personality-wise. You know, that's one of the things that draws Shazam down, is the fact that he has the mentality of a 12-year-old, but... You know, that wasn't uh, originally a thing. That was a retcon after post-crisis. Original Shazam, he he just turned into, like, a regular, like, adult. Like, he wasn't him. Yeah, he, he was, was a thing of an adult. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, that's how the original, well, Captain Marvel was his name back then, but that was the original character. But, I I mean, yeah, I I like that he's a fucking quippy little kid sometimes, but it does look really funny. I think Lucy Liu as a villain seems pretty cool. That'd be good. She's a badass chick, and I I can't wait to I can't wait to see what happens. I think it looks pretty cool. I I, I love this shit. So. It's gonna be a good movie. I, think I it, feel I like think that chubby kid, with that real chubby kid in the Shazam family. I feel like he's gonna be hilarious. But I think the, I think uh, the chubby kid. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He is funny. Yeah, he turns into the strong dude. Yeah, he's super funny. But. The only thing I think that might be a credit against it is I think people are going to go see Black Adam and see how fucking cool that is, and I think they're going to expect the same thing from Shazam because it's just, they both say Shazam and they right. to get their powers, and they both have the thunderbolt. And they're very connected. Oh, Black Adam has to say Shazam. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that's how well, he gets their powers. We'll know the separation. Well, they're also very connected characters, though. Like there could be a can- I mean, Black Adam without. Ex- I mean, there's two versions of Black Adam. This antihero, which we're, we're getting presented, but also the arch nemesis of Shazam. So it, it's kind of crazy that there's. It's like making a Batman movie and a Joker movie in the same year. It's kind of it's kind of cool that it fell out this way. That we're getting the Black Adam movie then a Shazam movie. I hope they kind of intertwine them. You know what I mean? Because they, they are might. connected characters. Like, I hope Black Adam shows up in Shazam Fury of the Gods at some point. Maybe even help Shazam beat the villain. That'd be fucking sick. I think the only issue is that no fans are clamoring for that. Everyone wants the fucking Henry Cavill thing to happen. <laughs> They're like, fuck they to, man. Like, I'm with all the fans, dude. Like, you need yeah. to start this whole universe with Superman, and there's no one else better to play than that fucking man, dude. There really isn't. There's one other person. Not in the not not in the DCEU, not in the the movie universe. No, there's not. It's only Henry Cavill. That's true. Henry Cavill is obviously number one, but if they had to choose, I would have to go with the show Superman. Mm. He does a good job. I don't know. If they did it through like a missile thing, like I could see how it would work, but I don't know. It depends. Last trailer here. Uh, Black Adam. Speak of the devil. The Rock. This looks fucking cool. It doesn't really tell us much more than the first one did, except Black Ad or uh, Doctor Fate's going to be like a big part of this, which makes me excited because Pierce Brosnan's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for Doctor Fate. It looks fucking cool. I can't wait to see Doctor Fate. The helmet and shit's got me excited. Hawkman looks pretty cool, even though he gets bitched out already in the trailer, but still. Uh, okay, I, I mean, I if you're a DC fan, you know that Hawkman dies literally every time he goes in the battle. So. Yeah, I know. It, 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 like, it's him and Hawkgirl's thing. They die to be resurrected. That's yeah, like what happens. Don't they, aren't they connected to Egyptian gods? Yeah, like, yeah. That's why they're resurrected. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know, they don't like, die Hawk, every battle. <laughs> it's not every battle, but it's most a lot of them. They do have the power of reincarnation, but... No, uh, yeah, I can't wait. I think it's going to be cool as fuck. It, it looks really cool so far. I think his name Aldrich Hodge, or what? I think that's his name. The actor that's playing Hawkman. Yeah. yeah, I I like that character, like the the racial switch and like the the like the whole switch of the character. I feel like he's going to really kill it in the Hawkman role. Yeah, 
He looks badass so far. Even just he that did. showdown of... Like if they would have done the comic version yeah. of him, dude, and put a pasty white guy in that costume, like, it wouldn't have worked, bro. I'm like, I'm glad they picked him and, like, like they, that they picked that actor. It's going to be really good. Yeah. I can't wait. I love The Rock, and I love Black Adam, and he seems really passionate about this, and he said that this it's is going to be a new chapter. 2008 or 2007, dude, and it's been in the works a long time. And I think it could introduce a lot, and this really might affect the current DCEU and start different shit. So I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. It is. All right. Very you got cool. any more news? Um, you want to get to it? There's some comics. Yeah, we can get to that next week. There's a lot of like comic book announcements. DC, Warner Brothers announced a whole slate of new animated movies. Yeah. A whole list of them. One in specific, Justice League War Worlds. Very, very excited for that one. Mongol's one of my favorites, so I'm very excited to hear that one. Yep. That looks fucking cool. I, I mean, I love their animated movies. They can't do any wrong with me. No, me either, dude. Like, I, there's not many. Like, the only animated movie I didn't really like too much was the... Hmm. The Throne of Atlantis. You didn't like Throne of Atlantis? No, nah, I didn't really fuck with that one, dude. I don't. I didn't really like it. Okay. I love that one, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll we'll get into that more next week too. Let's get into meat and potatoes here because we got five rounds ahead of us. So yeah, let's uh let's talk about our topic. We are here to do. The face-off, the first-ever face-off debate. Uh, we did a little, like, battle where we kind of, like, said, you know, uh, we did a fantasy fight almost. But this is a straight-up debate argument. Who is the better character? My boy, Jason Todd, the Red Hood, or Damian Wayne, one of the most lethal assassins in the DC universe? Bobby will be representing Damian. I will be representing Jason. Doug, I'm kind of going to throw you in here to moderate a little bit. It'll just do what you do on Settle at the Ring. And uh, Sharon, Doug, and Danielle will be judging. And uh, do you want to tell the good people our five rounds? All right. For this face-off, round one, we're going to be debating the origins and the powers and abilities of each character. So we're going to start it off by debating Damien's origin and Jason's origin, and then we're going to shift into talking about their powers and abilities, and then the judges are going to score after that. Yes. Round two, we have it as villains and or enemies because in the future we are going to be doing face-offs containing villains, so it doesn't really make sense to name the round villains. Yeah. So we're going to call it enemies. So we're going to go over the rogues list for each one of these characters. It's going to be a tricky one for this one considering we have two Bat family members. And then uh, round three is going to be best stories or story arcs from the comics and or animated movies or series or even live action movies or TV series. And then round four is going to be feats. And if you don't know what that means, it is going to be a huge moment or powerful event that that character has, that's basically what that character has done in a comic whether that be like a huge kill or a huge battle scene or a huge moment where they save the day. 
So like a huge milestone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a milestone moment, exactly. Like Bad Superman ass. smashing the ground and separating two realities. Like that's a feat. Yeah. Okay. And then round five to wrap it up, this is going to be a who would win in a hypothetical one-on-one fight between the characters. No rules. It's to the death match. All weapons and all abilities that each one of these characters has, they can use. Yes, sir. And uh, whoever at the end of the day has three one rounds is the winner of the face-off. So are we just going to go with the majority? Instead of, like, doing a point system, we'll just do the majority, whoever, like, two out of the three, and we'll give that person the round? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That seems easier. Yeah, let's do that. All right. It's better than me having to keep score. (laughs) I do want to let all the fans know that we have created a Facebook group. It is called the Web Cave Podcast. If you do would like to just send in a request, if you would like to be a part of the group, we would approve you. Absolutely. Post in there. We want to get a community started. So uh, vote on polls and stuff started in there. We're going to share all recent news and trailers and comic book stuff and even just some fun conversations. Absolutely. So uh, make sure to join that, the Web Cave uh, podcast page. Group, group, not page. Uh, you want to start this? Uh, do you? Would you like to go first? I will give you the benefit of going first if that's what you would like, because I think Damian might need it. Yeah. So you want to go origin, and or I'll go origin, then you do origin, and then we'll do powers and abilities after. Yeah. We we'll just alternate back and forth like that. Yeah, we'll have Doug kind of go through each round, but yeah, and he'll have us debate after that. But you start first for uh, Damian's origin. All right. So for all of you that don't know, once upon a time, Kali Al Ghul drugged Batman slash Bruce Wayne and led him to like this area in the desert where she had sex, had her way with him, had sex, got pregnant. And then when she found out she was pregnant, her and Roz took the baby out of Talia's stomach and implanted it in a makeshift like embryo, like so Damien can grow to be a genetically perfect human being. And after he's born, he shows that he's a genetically perfect human being with the amount of training and how early on in his life that he's advancing and how quickly he's advancing and how strong he is and how small and young he is. And, and with his trainer being Talia Al Ghul and then Raz Al Ghul, like, that's a lot. <laughs> And his entire life, Talia would not tell Damien who his father was until he until Talia was defeated by Robin on Robin's birthday. Or not on on Damien's birthday. Then on his 10th birthday, Damien finally beat Talia Al Ghul in a one-on-one fight. They both got each other bloody and slashed up. He got her down, beat her, and pointed a sword to her throat. And she admitted defeat. And then he got to meet his father, who at the end of the day... Happened to be Bruce Wayne. Everybody knows to be Batman. I like when Talia is trying to tell Batman that he's got a son, and Batman's like, "Boy!" Like he doesn't yeah. even know. Like, what are you talking about? What boy? <laughs> All right. Oh. And as you know, from there, he becomes 
he goes into Batman's life, and at the current time when Damien shows up, there's already a Robin, and that's Tim Drake. And out of yeah. pure jealousy, literally moments after Damien walks into the Batcave, he beats Tim Drake up pretty badly and says, I'm the new Robin now, with a new costume made out of Tim Drake's old costumes. And then after a series of events went by and Damien basically cut forcing himself in, Bruce actually ended up dying, and Dick Grayson's actually the one who officially made Robin Robin. Yeah. And then when Bruce came back, that's when the relationship with them two started, and it's been going strong ever since. All right, there's my origin. There you go. All right, Daniel. All right, my turn? Yep, so tell us about Jason Todd's origin. All right. We were going to go a little more simpler here. Not as much fantastical crazy shit. Uh, Red Hood, my boy Jason Todd, he's just a young, simple kid on the streets. His parents kicked him out. He's got no family. He's got no parents anymore. And he's stealing tires off the Batmobile. That's the balls. That is the steel magnolia balls on this young man. He was stealing tires off of a Batmobile. Uh, Bruce caught him. Bruce was kind of like, you know, this kid's a little bastard, but he's, all, he's got some chutzpah. So he brings him in. He says, you're next in the family. He adopts him. He makes him a Robin. Uh, and he starts to kill it as a Robin. And the thing about uh, Jason is he kind of has, he's got his origin. That's how he becomes Robin. But how he becomes Red Hood is completely different. He's only Robin for a short spell, about six months in a real time. Uh, maybe like 12 issues worth of stories. Uh, 12, 15, something like that. And then he gets killed by the Joker, and he is still known as Batman. The one time Batman failed, because Batman couldn't get there on time, and he let Jason Todd get fucking struck to death with a crowbar and then blown up in a building. And, and he and he died, and he really died, and he was dead in comics for 20 years. He was gone, and then never heard of again, until uh, a story came out called Under the Red Hood that brought him back. And in his new uh, state, uh, there are two reasonings for why he came back. One is the first one that it spawned off Infinite Crisis where Superboy Prime fucking punched a hole through the fucking atmosphere and then somehow he came back. Uh, We don't choose to recognize that one. We recognize the good one where he ends up uh, with Ra's Agul and he ends up in the pit. And they put him in the pit. He feels a lot better. He's back and he's good. And he's pissed off at fucking Bruce. And, and he, he gets super mad. He becomes the Red Hood. He beats up every criminal in town. And he said, this is my operation now. We don't sell the kids. If you sell the kids, I'll kill you. But we're going to keep selling drugs. He's a full-on bad guy, pretty much. But he starts to work his way into the Bat family. And he starts to be more of an anti-hero. Uh, that would probably be my base, Jason Todd origin. And I have to correct you on one thing, Daniel. He didn't just beat up all the dudes in town. He literally decapitated all of the mobsters in Gotham. Right. Keep, feel free to keep helping my arguments. Yeah, you didn't even say that Jason Todd's parents were dead. Like, yeah, there's did. a reason why he is, like, acting out against Batman. Yeah, he did. He didn't say he was no, dead. I, they died. No, I did say that at the beginning. Oh, my bad. I didn't hear you, bro. No, you're good. Uh, Are we fighting now? Ring the bell? Yeah, ding, ding. Start the fight. All right. Damian Wade's origin fucking blows for multiple reasons. One, at least Red Hood is nice and simple. Even the way he's brought back, 
even fucking Superboy Prime punching a hole through the atmosphere makes more sense than everything they got to do to force Damian Wade to make sense. The the fact that fucking Talia basically raped Batman is weird as in its own right. Yeah, that's and a weird story. That's that. a weird fucking story. So the fact that the that Batman, uh, go ahead. Ooh, but Batman, man. what do you mean no? No, dude. DC didn't. DC didn't even wanted. Didn't even know if they were gonna keep. Jason Todd for the longest time. He has like four different origins, dude. His original origin is his parents were exactly like Dick Grayson's and they were trapeze artists. But they were killed. They were sent. They were killed by crocodiles by Killer Croc. And then Tim Drake became Robin after that. And then there was another one where he had the the same one that you were talking about, where he was a Red Hood and then Superboy Prime smashed it, and all of a sudden he just appeared. And then they used the Lazarus Pit to kind of fix the rest of them. Yeah, and then the, the new one again. Like they didn't like DC didn't even know what they were gonna do with this dude. At least Damien's origin stuck, and they've kept going with it. And they're like evolving the character. Yeah. Now he's he's like third, or arguably even second in line in the current Justice League roster behind Jonathan Kent and Dick Grayson. Because that Justice League roster Justice has League two Blue Beetles and Booster Gold. Dude, it's not his fault that literally everybody's dead. Jason Todd's origin is simple. It's nice. He's a he's a fucking bad poor kid who Batman tried to make Robin, but he wasn't Dick Grayson. He wasn't like the good kid. He was a fucking delinquent. He got fucking killed because he he his, his balls were bigger than his actual body, and, uh, and then he came back as a fucking badass and starts wrecking shit and says, "Hey Batman, you're a failure. Blow me." And he fucking he has the Joker like basically almost dead. He's got a gun to the Joker's head. He subdued the Joker as quick as possible. His origin's cool as fuck. How he becomes Robin is alright for an order, but how he becomes Red Hood is fucking cool. Yeah, like, I like Jason Todd way more as Robin. His Robin run, like, him as Robin, not so good. And, like, the Teen Titans, like, TV show series, the live-action Jason Todd, I want to kick that kid in the teeth, dude. That kid is irritating as fuck, that live-action actor. Yeah, and even the way he looks, it's like... Oh, dude, man. Uh, your mom's going to swallow Like, Damien, bro, like... I just think it's uh, too the much. The reason why I believe Damien's origin is better is because he was genetically, literally, genetically bred in a artificial fucking womb to grow to be a perfect specimen. And when he came out, and he was, and his entire influence on his entire life is the two top leaders of the League of Assassins, dude, Talia al Ghul and her father, Raz al Ghul. That's who trained him and mentally manipulated him literally from birth until he got to meet Bruce. But the entire time while he was there, Damien was fighting the mentality of wanting to be a normal kid and wanting to be somebody else, but he kept being shoved down. Evil kept being shoved down his throat by Talia. Yeah. Like, he's a kept seen all throughout his life. He's like, who's my dad? She's like, I will never tell you your dad until you beat me. Constantly hitting him and slashing him and doing all this brutal shit to him. And then when he finally got to be Batman, or not be Batman, be with Batman, like, yeah. now he's struggling with the mental confliction of trying to do what Bruce is telling him and wanting, and actually wanting what Bruce is trying to teach him, but he's trying to fight the shit that he's been growing on with the Al Ghouls. Yeah, but it's too fucking much, bro. The fact that he had it's to be—he's trained as an assassin, 
Like, like this, I mean, they're, they're trying to give this kid more plot armor than Batman himself. Jason's a fucking simple kid whose parents were dead. Killed by Two-Face, by the way. Killed by fucking Two-Face. Uh, a criminal in Gotham. Not, not so One of them. His father, his father was allegedly killed by Two-Face. They never confirmed it. He was killed by Two-Face. He was killed by Two-Face. But his mom was a crazy bitch. That I know. She was a crazy fucking bitch. Red Hood had dealt with real-life shit, which is what Gotham was all about in the beginning. Damian Wayne is the more fantastical sci-fi version of Batman and Gotham that we get more nowadays that, to me, isn't as great as, as the more realistic, gritty version. Now, Red Hood coming from the Lazarus Pit, and, and they're kind of connected in that way with Ra's al Ghul. That, that part isn't very realistic, so I'm not going to say that. But just a kid, fucking poor kid, stealing tires off, and Batman's like, all right, get in the car, you're robbing now. That, that's pretty fucking realistic. Yeah. It is, but the dynamic at the same time, dude, is it, at the end of the day, like, this is the only Robin who is actually now biologically related to Bruce. Like, this is Bruce's Robin. Like, this is his true Robin. Everybody will argue that Dick Mason is his true Robin because that was his first one and by far the most successful one. Yeah. And the one Batman never failed in any way, shape, or form. But, I mean, him, his biological son being a Robin, that's much more serious. It's, it is, but I, I prefer the story. As much as the story is, oh, Batman has a son, I prefer the story of, oh, Batman failed this kid. He brought another kid as Robin. He thought he'd be just like Dick, and he failed him. And he's the reason he died, and Batman's got to live with that. And then Batman's got to face it when the kid comes back. I prefer that story. But I, I'm done. I'm good here. Yeah, we move on. Okay. Uh, we give judges. Yeah, we, we, the judges probably give round to round, right? Yeah, just round. And then we give each other the point afterwards. For like each... Doug, Sharon, and Danielle would vote who won the round. Then whoever right. got the most wins of the three wins the round. All right. Judges, Dougie, we'll start with you. Okay. I think Damian Wayne's a little prick. <laughs> uh, I, I don't like the character, like, at all. Right, but we're not going in with any Well, bias. but... No, we're not going in with any bias because I think Jason Todd sucks, too. <laughs> uh... Neither one of you two jackasses could pick Dick. Uh, I know you love Dick. Who doesn't? Uh, but, like, as far as the origins go, I think Jason Todd has more of a badass origin. Even though, yeah, you know, he, you know, Damien, he was raised by, you know, two assassins and all that, and he ended up being <laughs> Batman son or whatever. He's Batman's son because his mother raped Batman. <laughs> so he had, you know, Batman was forced to be his father. Uh, I think I'm giving my point to Jason Todd. All right. Uh, Danielle, you have the floor. I have to give my point to Damien. Okay. I like the fact that his mother is Talia and his grandfather is Roz. And, like, I know I shouldn't say this, but it's DC and it's dark, so I'll just say it. Batman had to be raped in order to have a kid. Like, that's cool. He doesn't just go out and be having kids 
And, like, the fact that this kid had to be grown in an incubator because his mom was like, he, she needs a perfect human being. He wasn't allowed out until he was ready. Like, I don't know. And then you, like, what Bobby was saying, you got to constantly fight the fact that half of your blood is Al Ghul and then the other half is Wayne. Like, that is a contradicting mental fight. And he's only 13 and he goes through this. Like, he's actually 10 all the way up oh, until 10. rebirth. In rebirth, he finally turns 13. Okay. I don't know. And he grows up in his ways, like in the Titans and stuff. Like, he realizes it's not always good to be the loudest one in the room. Sometimes you will get your ass kicked. It's true. All right, I got to uh, go with Daniel for the simple fact of who his mother and his father is. That's way too cooler than some little punk kid robbing wheels. All right. All right. Sharon, before she makes another point. Well, I do like the fact that Raza, however the hell you say his name, is. Raza Ghoul. Yeah, is Damien's grandfather. Yeah. And he's being raised to be an assassin. But as far as a realistic and gritty origin story, I would have to go with the young kid on the street without parents. Well, robbing vehicles, stripping vehicles, and happened to be trying to, to strip the, the Batmobile. Um, that's a gutsy move on the part of a kid. So I would have to go with um, the Red Hood. Let's fucking get it. One for the good guys. One for the good guys. One for the only round one. There's still four more to go, Bobby. Calm down. I'm sure oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Damien Wayne is a fucking little fuck and like I cannot stand that little shit's attitude yeah he's got a bad attitude I can't stand the little villain, but he's trying to be a hero I know and at it's the hard. end of the day he's always like justice over death or whatever he says and it's like he can still fight to be good man justice over vengeance yeah justice over vengeance which means Batman is winning. All right. Bobby, what's the second round? Enemies. This is kind of an even round, since considering that each one of these guys basically has the same enemies. Well, uh, who Including, goes first? I mean, I'll go first again. Okay, go ahead. I mean, enemies, I mean, he's got, I mean, they're slightly different. For, like, the, the Gotham-level villains, they're, they're about the same. In my recollection of Red Hood, Red Hood doesn't really fight anybody outside of Gotham. More or less those level of villains, like street villains, whereas Damien has been to Apocalypse. And he's fought Trigon. Like, he's in the Justice League right now in the Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths lineup, and, like, he has to, him and Jonathan and Dick have to save the day. Yeah. And, like, he has to face Roz at one point, I know. I know in the Son of Batman he had to face him. And, like, Deathstroke, that's another big one that Damien has to fight. He's got to fight his own mother, Talia. And his cousin, I think her name's Mara. Mara or Mara? Who led to be the assassins when Damien was supposed to, but he went to Batman. Or Mara, I think her name is... Yeah, I and mean, that's about all I got. 
Alright, And I'll tell you why this round's mine. This is the one I'm super confident about. I'll tell you why I got this round. You know you're going to lose four in a row, right? Yeah, I know. I'm fucked from this. But I'm just glad I got one. But Red Hood has the superior villains for one reason and one reason only. Because his arch enemy, his main villain, is Batman. Because when he comes back, he is the villain in Under the Red Hood to Batman. That that is the person he fights. Even though they end up working together at like years down the road, we all forget Red Hood was a villain for like five six years before they even tried to make him an anti-hero. So his whole like enemies are Batman in the Bat family. His his big thing was Battle for the Cowl. He was the villain of that story when Batman died, and it was about Dick becoming, huh? And he lost the, the Battle of the Cowl to Dick. He loved that. Yeah, he lost. They got in a big fight, and he lost to Dick. But he was the villain of that story. That Dick was his enemy. Who? There's not many better enemies to have than Dick Grayson in the DC universe. He's one of the top guys. The, the, the one of the reason I chose Red Hood is because I didn't think Dick would be fair. Because I think he's one of the better enemies, uh, better like guys to have as an arch enemy. Those two fought over the cowl and. In that story, he beat a little Damien ass, too. He beat the shit out of Tim. Tim could fucking barely walk. He almost killed Tim. So wow, Damien threw fucking Tim off the top of the back cave, dude. Yeah, he so threw him off that dinosaur. Oh, yeah, the dinosaur. Not in that story. No, that was in the... Uh, Not bad for the cow. But he, he beat, he beat Damien's ass, too, in that one. But he beat the shit out of Tim. And uh, him and him and fucking Dick went at it. But him and Batman, and he's gotten the best over Batman before. He has stood above Batman where Batman was in defeat, and he beat Batman. Not a lot of people so can say that. Damien's We're not in the argument too. part yet. We're not in the argument part yet. <laughs> but, but, and also, we're not talking a little friction or a little uh, a movie or Batman versus this or Batman. We're talking... This is a villain to this. Red Hood was brought in to be a villain for Batman. Damian Wayne was always going to fight Batman a little bit and get back with him. But I'll end there. All right, guys. Ring the bell. Ding, ding. Uh, Dan, we'll actually start with you this time around. Well, Bobby's ready. Let's go with Bobby. Bobby, go ahead. Bobby's ready to jump into an argument. All right, dude. Well, Damien definitely got the better fucking the enemies, dude, because, yeah, I mean, Jason Todd's fought Batman. So is Damien. He's gotten the – Jason's gotten the better of Batman. So is Damien. Damien's had to go fucking toe-to-toe with an interdimensional devil known as Trigon. He's gone up against Darkseid with Batman uh, – Batman's side. And he was – he died and got resurrected by an Omega – artifact from Apocalypse that brought him back to life and gave him Superman-like abilities for a while. Yeah, but to me, there's a difference between just fighting and being a legitimate enemy. Damien was never Batman's enemy. He was always his son, so he's going even a little easy in those fights. Red Hood, he doesn't even know he's Jason Todd for the, the first time they fight. Batman's giving him his fucking all. Red Hood is a legitimate enemy of Batman for a very long time, whereas Damian Wayne just fights Batman every once in a while when they when he gets in a little pissy fit because fucking Dad didn't pack him the PB and J he gave him the ham that day in the fucking lunchbox. He's a little brat. 
I'd be more upset if it was liverwurst. Oh. Any any father pack would be liverwurst. If you take Jason Todd, bro, and you send him to fight fucking Trigon or Darkseid or anybody like that, Jason's going to get fucking killed. He would shoot Trigon in the head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> no. No, for sure. Because a little uh, nice bullet on a Jason Todd's little pew-pew shooter dude is going to do anything to an interdimensional demon. But who is Damien? My question to you in this round is, who is Damien's arch nemesis? Because you can even say Red Hood, Batman was his arch nemesis. He had one of those. Who is Damien Wayne's, like, one guy that they always fight? Dick's got one. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go with something Talia, to be honest. Yeah, or like himself. His own mother? Dude, yeah, they fought before, and like the influence, the horrible influences that he's that she's put on Damien to made Damien grow up to be. It's and the so things he's held him from. Whenever he's fighting with her, there's never any intention to do any actual harm. Because he, I remember in the one comic I was reading recently, he beat her, and then he got her down. And he was about to kill her, and then he said, "Ben or justice over vengeance," and he let her go. Okay. He was going to. He beat her. He's beaten her a couple of times. He beat her. He had to beat her in order to fucking meet Batman. Right. I'm good. And he had to fight his own grandfather, dude. He had to fight his own fucking granddad. Yeah, and he beat him. That's Rod Al bro. Okay. So we gonna conclude this one? Yeah. All right. Our judges. Danielle, we'll start with you. Get a tie. It depends if all of you vote. No, hey, no, if I'm having do. a hard time choosing, like what do I do? Because this is what I'm trying to round. Votes or not? You got a quarter? I like you a coin. We'll get back to Danielle. Doug, who do you pick? Uh, and, and the thing is, is that, like, I would go, like, it, Bobby didn't mention, because, you know, I remember seeing in the, Batman and Damien uh, animated movies that you and I watched. Yes. He fought Death, Deathstroke. Yes. Yep. He also fought the, the Owl Society or whatever the fuck. Court of Owls. Very right, Doug. He, he did. He, he fought the Court of Owls. Yeah, Court of Owls. Right. There we go. Now, the thing is, though, you didn't say that. That's true. But, like with what he did say, as much as I do agree with you that Batman is like the ultimate, like is the ultimate nemesis for just about anybody. Yeah. I mean, Damien had to fight his mother. Uh, had to fight his grandfather. The court, the court of owls, Deathstroke. So I'm going to give it to Bobby in this one. Okay. That's fair. I'm going to give it to Jason again because he has to fight Batman all the time. Where, yes, Damien has fought Batman, but that's just because he's a bratty little kid and he wants to defy his father. He's not fighting him. Like, I'm going to kill you. Like, I'm going to kill you like Jason is. 
Jason also had to fight all the criminals in Gotham to gain control. That's true. Of the city. I didn't even say that, yeah. So, therefore, I'm going with badass Jason. All right, Danielle. Have we, have we made up a mind? Or are we just going with the tie for this? I, I was going to say, you sounded so sure of what you just said, and you could not go first. Well, no, I don't think we can give a tie to this round, because then I don't think anybody will win. <laughs> yeah. That's just what I was trying to tell her while you guys were talking. Well, it's like, if, I, have to choose to if I got to choose on the basis of the information that I was given, I got to go with Damien, because he faces everything that Doug said, faces his mom, his grandpa. Deathstroke, Trigon, I mean, that's only fucking Satan. Like, you don't see Red Hood doing that. You only see him dealing with Gotham people. Like, Damien goes outside of Gotham. So I think his enemies are better. I feel like Bret Hart. This is like that. This is first round. It's the Philadelphia screw job. Dude, you mentioned, he didn't even mention Deathstroke. This is bullshit. I actually did. I did. I did say when he was part of the Teen Titans, his one of his villains is Deathstroke. I didn't elaborate on it too much. I did mention it though. Well, I want to review the tape. Yeah, uh, we'll listen to the episode after. Uh, I would say I think Eric. It's based on the argument. But it's also based off what we know as a comic. No, no, that's what me and him no, are. No, it's a debate. Right. It's based off the argument. It's not just based off if you like what you know. It's a debate. All right. Round number three is... What? You forgot. Yes. Bobby, what's wrong with me? Who? It's best stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best stories. All oh, right. I'm going to take the liberty of going first for once. Yeah. I'm going first. Uh, Under the Red Hood is a legitimate classic, and that's the first time he was brought back after 20 years. Now, when you're talking about best stories, uh, I think Bobby's argument is going to be more best moments because Damien doesn't really have iconic stories. He's had some good books that he's been a part of. He's had the run with Dick. But he has he hasn't had an under the red hood, which is like a five star like like reviewed like like masterpiece that is on people's like greatest graphic novels of all time. Like like th- this this book it means so much to so many people. Like it's in top ten Batman stories everywhere, and and that's just and that's him coming back. That's just his introduction back into continuity. So that story means more than, uh, to me, any Damien Wayne story. Damien's origin, Damien's origin, Batman and his son or whatever the fuck it was. Son of Batman, son of Batman. That is not anywhere on the fucking level as far as quality of Under the Red Hood. Nowhere near it. It's a good story. It's all right. Pretty good art. Pretty good story. Pretty good writing. But it is nowhere near Under the Red Hood. And that's just one story. Battle for the Cowl, like I mentioned earlier. He's the villain in that story. He loses the dick, but he's a huge part of it. He beats the shit out of Tim, and he kind of, he means something because he wants Batman to stand for something more brutal because he thinks Batman will be more effective as something brutal. That's an iconic story, and that's part of Dick becoming Batman and that whole full circle moment, and Jason's a part of that. J- Jason, his team up with Arsenal, 13-issue team up, Red Hood and Arsenal, where they uh, go against the Joker's daughter, Duella Dent. 
Uh, not actually the Joker's daughter, by the way, just a fucked up character who found Joker's severed mask and started putting it on uh, and then thought she was Joker's daughter. It's these two guys trying to save this young woman and try to make her a better person and because they did it. Because Jason's like, this girl is so fucked up and she can't change, but I did. So I'm going to teach her how. And I actually believe in her because no one believed in me and somehow I'm not an asshole anymore. Like, there's moments and stories that he's been a part of like that that really makes us a full, full circle character, not just someone that, oh, it's fucking Batman, son, he's cool, he's got a sword, he can fucking kill people, he's brutal, he's fuck hell yeah. Like, this is actual good masterpiece storytelling that shows you who Red Hood is as a character, and it lets you into his psyche. That's my piece. All right, Bobby, go ahead. All right, for best stories, I do have to admit that Red Hood or Under the Red Hood is an, a classic piece of DC Comics and the movie itself. I feel I believe that Damien has some better stories because he has more stories than, than Red Hood does, given the fact that he has the Dick Grayson run where Dick's Batman and, Rob, and Damien's Robin. And then he has another run where Bruce comes back and he's Bruce's Robin again. And then they have the origin of him in the with Talia and raping Bruce. I think that's in the detective comments, I think like 650-something to like 660, I believe, or something like that. And then they have the whole Super Sons run with him and Jonathan, which I actually, I I haven't read all of it. I've only read some of it, but that's very cool. Yeah. Him Him and Jonathan Kent, little Batman, little Superman fucking shit up. Like, that's awesome as fuck. And, like, Red Hood, like, stories, you've never once seen Red Hood featured as a member of the Justice League in the comic. Damien has. Damien's in Justice League comics. He's one of the current remaining alive members of the Justice League. All right, we ringing the bell? Dang. All right. Uh, first of all, being, being a part of Best Stories, those Justice League comics, while dope and cool, no one are calling them iconic stories. I like them. I'll pay the five bucks a week for them. Not an iconic story. Even Dark Crisis that he's part of right now. And second part, both of these characters are supposed to be edgy some bitches that'll kill anybody and are really about their shit and don't give a fuck and, and aren't the hero that you think they're going to be. Now, why is one in the Justice League with all the superheroes and super friends and the friendly good guys, but one's too edgy for the Justice League, Red Hood? He's supposed to be. That's the character. Why would you let Red Hood in the Justice League? He's never been featured in stuff like that. He's not that level of character. He doesn't have that kind of character where he can be featured in big stories like that. He could be featured in that, and he he's been in big stories. He he he's shown in Infinite Crisis. He's shown in Final Crisis. He has been around for those big events. But he doesn't need to be in the Justice League. He's way too edgy for that. He's shooting people in the fucking head. The Justice League doesn't want him. I mean, Blink Adams considered to be a member of the league, and he fucking kills people. That don't yeah. mean nothing. That is something. But One still. woman literally is famous for chopping fucking heads off. She's chopped a couple heads off. I, I wouldn't say she's famous. Maxwell Lord, she's probably famous for him. But I, I don't know if she's just chopping heads off Willie fucking Nilly. Oh, Stephen Wolf too in the movie. Red, Red Hood, yeah. yeah, but you said at the beginning of, the, of this thing, Damian Wade had more stories, right? He does have more. He has more stories. He has gotten the big push by DC. They want this kid to be something. Why doesn't he have a hit like Under the Red Hood? 
even that team up with Dick Grayson and that Batman and Robin. Great book. Sold well, and people like it. It's not considered a classic, though. It's one of my favorites of all time, but it's not considered yeah, a classic. Exactly not like Under the Red Hood. Huh? At the end of the day, that came down to the writer, because I, I don't remember who wrote the the original Under the Red Hood series, but the current one that they had doing the Teen Titans, I don't even think he writes anymore. Yeah, but, I mean, it's on the writer, too, but it also is on the character to carry that type of story. Under the Red Hood is a bona fide classic. And when you're talking about best stories, a bona fide classic to me helps you. Damian Wayne has been in so much material. Why doesn't he have a bona fide that you can look and be like, if you like Damian, check this out. This is the best thing ever. You can say, I mean, his current series is really good. I, I buy his current okay, series. I don't know if that's a point against me. Huh? And the, Dick, and the Dick and Robin series. That's like a 27-book issue. Yeah, it's a great run. But it doesn't have a storyline like Under the Red Hood. That's my only point. And and even a lot of other stuff too. Dude, Red Hood and the Outlaws. When you're talking about a group book, Damien's Teen Titans with who? Does anyone know Roundhouse here? We got any Roundhouse fans in the building? Danielle? Anyone love Roundhouse? No one gives a fuck about that Damien Wayne Teen Titans. Red Hood and the Outlaws is actually a badass group. Damien didn't give a fuck about because then it was him, Starfire, Blue Beetle, and Beast and um, Raven. Like that one, they gave a fuck about. That one's still going, I'm pretty sure. And Kid Flash. No, it ended recently. But yeah, yeah, and that one's not terrible. But I, I'm taking Red Hood and the Outlaws all day. I'm taking Bizarro. The fact, dude, Red Hood's so badass, he can hang out with an opposite version of Superman. That's not really an argument. Bizarro's dumb as shit. Bizarro's tough. Go throw Bizarro stupid to his face. He'll fucking rip you in half, dude. Bizarro not want friends. Nah. Artemis. Artemis is a badass chick. Bizarro not want Do you disagree on Artemis? I mean... Artemis, she's badass. That, the, the, uh, a chick from Themyscira tell me that's not badass. And she's slaying motherfuckers right next to Red Hood. I mean her, but like I don't know. When he teams up with the other, the I think the Red Arrow. Arsenal, that's his boy. It's his best friend. Yeah, I don't know why I was drawing a blank on his name. That shit's dumb. I don't know. Ugh. That shit's cool, man. Him, Arsenal, and Starfire were cool together too. All right, you want to call it around? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, time uh, to give out the points. Under the Red Hood is the only one I'm familiar with. Like the story. The story. Yeah. Um, well, no, because you did watch Oh, I did Son watch the Son of Batman. Which didn't make me like Damien at all. But I'm more familiar with Under the Red Hood. Well, what argument sold you more? I don't really know on that part. All right. Which okay. sold me more? Let's go to Doug. All right. We're having, we're having a tough time. Yeah. Uh, I guess me and Bobby are doing good, though. Maybe that's what that means. Or you just have indecisive judges. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm giving my point to... Uh, to Jason on this one. 
Fuck yeah. Okay. And the reason why is because, yes, I've seen, like, uh, Damien's, like, the animated stories, like The Son of Batman and, you know, the other one where, you know, he's going against the... Batman versus Robin. Batman versus Robin. To me, that just makes him a no-good little prick. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Jason, at least, is, is badass. I mean, he's a prick, too. But he's also uh, a prick who, like, it, it just seems like he's more he's more bad he's more badass in my opinion. So I'm giving him uh, I'm I'm giving him my point. And if, and if we t- we're talking about the arguments that you're made for the best stories for the best stories, I would have to go with Jason because he carried his own story. In Under the Red Hood. Okay. Um, where Damien just shows up in other people's stories. Yeah. Well, He's a leader of the team like five years. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I think that's more the other way around, actually, but I'll take the point. Well, that's the way <laughs> I understood it when, from the argument. From yeah. the argument. All right. So, where does Dang, I mean, you're one around, but. Uh, I still want to hear who Danielle would have given the point to anyway. Um, I'm going to be giving it to Jason as well. Fuck yeah. We got one. Yeah, we sweet. fucking got one. Let's go. All right. Now, number four, round four so is Pete, like right? right? I have to say everything that you're saying, and Jason yeah. has more stories, and he has more solid stories as Damien Jason has stories. Jason has less stories, but they're better. But Damien has more. Yes, I think that's a good consensus. It's, it's, it's definitely a good consensus. All right, so round number four is feet. This next say? one is feet. Yes, I'm gonna let Bobby start. Yeah. Biggest moment, basically. Biggest moments for each character. Uh, for one, I'm gonna have to say uh, to start it off in. He managed to beat Tali Al Ghul at full power at the age of 10 years old in hand-to-hand combat. For a 10-year-old to do that, that's insane. Yes. I don't even know if Jason Todd could beat Tali Al Ghul as an adult, let alone 10 years old. And he has to beat Roz when he's, like, 13, when Roz, I'm pretty sure, is taken over and, like, and another feat, which I actually recently just read because I just recently started the Rebirth Titan, Teen Titans. Da- or Damien introduces himself to the Teen Titans by capturing and trapping all of them to prove a point to them that he studied them for a day and figured them out and realized that they're all weaker when they're separated and captured and trapped all of them. The fact that a 13-year-old boy can manage to capture Starfire, an out-of-this-world alien, and trap her and capture her unconscious, and trap Wallace, Kid Flash, a speedster with the ability to run like Barry and Wally West. Yeah. That's incredible. And he managed to do that to Beast and Blue Beetle. That I mean, that's pretty nuts, dude. And the fact, and like, and that one feat where I talked about earlier, where he was dead, and Batman brought him to use that Omega artifact to bring him back to life, and he possessed Superman, Superman-like abilities for a short period of time, being able to fly and having superhuman strength, 
and durability. Just He literally stood in the middle of a battlefield, and he was just being riddled at by bullets and gunfire, and there's just holes and shit all over Damien's body, riddled by bullets, and he's just standing there like Superman, like nothing's even happening to him. And then another one, which another one I just recently read, which is part of the Dick Grayson, Batman, and, Ro- and Damien's Robin series, where Damien has his fucking spine broken, so he has to be put back into the incubator, which he was grown from, from a baby, so he could have a brand new spine surgically put into his body. So he's basically rendered temporarily paralyzed during the healing of this process. And when he's healing, literally 10 minutes after this dude comes back to the Batcave after that surgery and he's recovering, he has to fight off a zombified Batman that just came out of the Lazarus pit and try to survive. God damn. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Damn. Go ahead. All right. Jason's done some pretty cool shit, dude. Uh, he wasn't born in the test tube, but he did have a 600-pound woman on top of him one time. Her name was Susie Cher. Really? Yes, her name was Susie. She was on top, had him squished like a pancake. Did and she he- have teeth? No, yeah, she had teeth. Come on. And uh, he lifted her up off of him. He lifted up the 600-pound woman above his head and threw her across the fucking room. If that's not a feat, I don't know what is. And tore rotator cap. No, he didn't. He's fine. Uh, he's fought aliens. Damien's not the only motherfucker that's fought aliens. Jason fought an alien. And uh, he ripped the a tentacles alien. off with... Huh? A alien. Yes. He's fought... Well, it was actually two aliens. <laughs> so, uh, alien... Damien has fought multiple... Can I say my piece? So he's got <laughs> the tentacles. He's in one thing they don't know about Mr. Hood. He's an expert swordsman too. Not just Damien's not the only man that can flip a blade around like it's nobody's business. Red Hood, he was in Alien's Grip. He had two blades all around him. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a comic book. And he fucking turned around and sliced all the tentacles off, got himself free, and fucking sliced the thing in half. Dude's a badass. He also has been in a shootout with Deathstroke himself and won. He dodged Deathstroke's fire and then shot him and hit Deathstroke. He beat Deathstroke in a shootout. That is, I mean, who can do that? That is an expert marksman and assassin, and you beat him in a shootout. And you're just a kid with two fucking guns. He's also won a shootout with Green Arrow. Green Arrow had the longbow on him, and he beat Green Arrow in a shootout. He's been in confrontations with, like, uh, Batgirl when he's dodged Batarang after Batarang after Batarang. He beat up Batman. To me, that's a feat. I'm I'm not going to go to that well for the whole time, I promise. But he did beat up Batman. That's a big deal. Uh, he, he's done a lot of cool shit. Maybe, is he fighting Trigon while he's taking his shit and fucking, you know, shoot, shooting down Thanos with the fucking Avengers? No. But has he done some cool shit? Yes, he has. He uh, has. Ring the bell. I, have, I have to agree with that. No, not ring the bell, goddammit. Ring the bell. <laughs> ring the bell, buddy. Yeah, fucking, yeah. Jason might have been able to go toe-to-toe in a shootout with Deathstroke with guns and win against them, but Damien can do that without a gun and beat Deathstroke. That's true. Damien's trained to dodge bullets and deflect bullets using his sword and dodge them. He doesn't have to just rely on precision shooting a gun. He can literally walk at Deathstroke while he's firing a gun at him and dodge the bullets and reflect them and 
and beat him. That's not even that cool. I could do that. <laughs> I'd like to see I'd you dodge multiple bullets, here, Andy, let alone one. <laughs> if I wrote the story, I could do it. Yeah. Red Hood, yeah, but being able to win a shootout is one thing. Red Hood has guns. That's cooler than Damien. Damien's just a little—he's uh, a little bastard with actual, real, natural ability. Fuck that. That's stupid. Let's get some fucking Glocks out here and start shooting motherfuckers in the head. Hey, man. That's going to be the slogan for the next person that runs for president. <laughs> no, they, they both have had some good fat, but I think Red Hood has some underrated feats. I, the, we didn't forget about the 600-pound chick yet, right? I'll retell the story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a big about the one in Batman versus Super or Batman versus um, or the son of Batman, I believe it is, when Damien literally whooped the ass of a 300-pound man who's pure muscle and at, at 10 years old sending this grown-ass muscular man bigger than Dwayne The Rock Johnson flying across the room, literally begging for mercy, begging the 10-year-old boy to stop beating his ass. Yeah, that's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm done. Okay. Bring the Me too. Ding, 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 ding. All right, let's go to the judges, Sharon. Sorry, Dan, but I think Damien's got this one. Put me out of my misery, Doug. Uh, I mean... I mean, he's got some good feats, but I think Damien's got... He's got that round? Yeah. I mean, you know, it might be impressive to lift up a 600-pound woman. <laughs> Any forklift can do that. Uh, <laughs> it can do that. <laughs> Uh, I gotta give it to I gotta give it to Bobby here. All right. So I mean, again, Danielle doesn't necessarily need the judge. doesn't necessarily need the judge, but who are you giving your I'm points to? Damien all day. Ah uh-huh, I get a sweep too, motherfucker. Yeah, you got lucky. I threw that one. You know, she has given three out of her four, four points to him. It's like she's dating Bobby or something. <laughs> <laughs> she gave Daniel points, goddammit. We always talk, Doug. I'm fucking honest as fuck. I'm not just agreeing with yeah, Bobby. Go back to no, that's time, I, Daniel. No, I know. I, I, I'm just kidding. I do think I got screwed over in that second round. Not, neither here nor there, though. Uh, but it's two rounds to two rounds, right? It's two rounds to so, two rounds. We're so, going into the well, finale. I mean, we already advertised the fifth round. Yes, and we're so here. So we might as well just fucking, you know. This one, see, I feel round. like this one is more of a draw than round two. But round five, everybody, is who would win in the hypothetical one-on-one combat? fight. In the comics, in the past, they have both fought each other multiple times. Jason has beaten Damien multiple times. Damien has beaten Jason multiple times. That's true. It's very hard to, this one, to like, it's we can go based off of argument, but at the end of the day, who would win in a fight would solely rely on who the hell's writing the story. He's got a point. They both had, they have fought they have both fought plenty of times, and there has been victories on both sides. So he's right. He is right on that one. Uh, so there's really no way to judge this. There's, one. there's no way to say actually who won because you can point to a story. Well, like, oh, Jason beat his ass here. But uh, I'll, I'll let you go. The 
the only, see, the, the reason why no. Hillary went in the fight, I believe, is Red Hood's main arsenal of weapons 99% of the time, given a few other circumstances and, like, circumstances situations, his weapon of choice is some sort of firearm, whether it's, like, a shotgun or his go-to machine pistols that he normally uses or if it's a rifle or some other shit like that. It's 99% of the time it's a, it's a gun. Yeah. And as I brought up earlier, Damien is trained by the League of Assassins to dodge and reflect bullets. So Damien doesn't usually get hit with a bullet. So it's going to be very, it's going to rely on hand-to-hand combat. And Damien being a master of hand-to-hand combat and having the ability to use Ra's al Ghul's sword as his main weapon choice, I feel like he has the upper hand on, on Red Hood. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is why I think I win this whole thing, and I think Red Hood wins this fight. Okay. Like Bobby said, there's been numerous times where they fought. There's There's been a winner on both sides. They both won. But the thing is, is that, and what we forget, Damien's just a kid. And Damien's always been a kid. Yes, he's aged up a little bit now. Like you said, he's like 13. But Damien's a kid. So that means all these people that he fights, even his father, even Dick, even Red Hood, they're going a little bit easy on him because they're, he's a kid. And he's the fucking golden child. Do you want to be the guy that fucking gave Batman son of black eye? I don't. You don't want – they're going a little bit easy on Damien each time, and that's why he ever, only ever wins is because they're going a little bit easy. Red Hood in this hypothetical, who would win in a fight? Red Hood, full guns ablaze, and he has said – and there's been panels. The panels where he's won, he said, I'm not going easy on you this time. You really fucking pissed me off. Like, like There's been panels of that. Red Hood has looked at him and said, all right, now, now I'm done. I'm, get, I'm done being nice. I mean, and he's beaten the absolute shit out of this kid, stepped on his throat, and he could in the past. And we forget that Red Hood was trained by the man himself, Batman, who's one of the best hand-to-hand combatants. And he's like pretty much, he's got the, he's got like a super strength about him too, since fucking being revived from the Lazarus. It never, that's not like a thing for anybody else, but for some reason, Red Hood's like super fucking strong now too. So he, he does have those extra kind of abilities and he is the, he is a man with a crowbar too. He does not just use guns. He is very deadly with a crowbar because he gave uh, Joker a bit of his own medicine a couple times. And I just think he's beating Damien's ass, dude. And you can dodge as many bullets as you want, but if they keep shooting at you, you're gonna get hit eventually. And when you know how to yep. shoot as many guns and you keep as many guns as the Hood does, the Hood the Hood has about ten guns on him at one time. Sometimes that's a lot of bullets. That's a lot of glass. Someone who's trained by an assassin and the League of Assassins and the, the leader of them, that moment where he runs out of ammo and he has to switch guns or reload his guns, the amount of time it's going to take Damien to close out the range in between the two to engage in combat is going to take merely instantly. But Jason's also got extra – he's gotten extra training and extra guidance in his later years from, like, Artemis, who's led the whole Themyscira army before. And led all of the the warriors of the and the Amazons, and he's gotten training from Starfire, who's a fucking alien princess that can fucking fight with the best of them. He's gotten training so from him. Roy Harper, Arsenal, who who's fucking another Green Arrow, expert with a bow, expert with weapons. I and mean, if we're just yeah, talking so about, it. 
How? Damien's gotten training from Starfire and the Teen Titans. Yeah, a little bit from Starfire, not from Red he, Arrow. He's and from he, was, he was trained by Roz. He was trained by Talia. He was also trained by Bruce and Dick Grayson. He also doesn't want to listen to them as much. Well, I mean, they're both hard-headed, so it's, we'll wipe that out. Yeah, he, he, I was going to say, both they hard. both are very hard-headed, but at least Damien breaks more than Jason does and at least has to fight his own mental conflict to be a hero. At the end of the day, he still does it, justice over vengeance. He does do justice over vengeance, but Red Hood does results. Red Hood, has, he's killed people too. Damien does not want to kill people. He he is trained he as a whole like that Razagul mindset. It will make him take a life, but he does not want to. He wants to do justice over business. And this round is it who is the better hero? This round is who would win in a fight. And I'm taking the guy that'll actually kill you over the guy that might sacrifice you. Because Damien might say, all right, ju- Damien might have Red Hood on his back and say, justice over vengeance. I know this isn't the right he thing. Could. And that, that gives that fucking. That gives Jason enough time to grab that gun and shoot the kid in the fucking forehead and win the fight. He could, but given the rules of the fight, given like it's a no holding back, it's a death match, it, like that's not going to be a conflict with Damien. So Damien's going to be going for the kill as well. And Damien yeah. has been known to kill people. That's got to be Pretty a conflict, bad. though, because that's his character. His, his character has that conflict of, I really want to kill, but I know I shouldn't. That's literally the Damian Wayne character. And mostly every story, they play on that a little yeah. bit. When he's around Batman, but even in his early ages, when he's not around Batman, he still kills people. He'll, he'll do it, but he, he doesn't want to do it. And that extra second of thinking is what Red Hood doesn't have, and I think that gives Red Hood the edge. He doesn't have that second of maybe I shouldn't. He's just going to pull that trigger. Given the hypothetical death match, I don't believe that would be a this scenario because it's to the death. The only one person can walk out. And I think it will be the man in the red hood that's walking out. I think he's going to beat that little shit. The red hood's going to be shattered on the ground with a sword sticking through the eye socket. I don't think he'll even get to red hood because he'll be hitting them with bullets the whole time and bombs, explosives. He's got other tricks up his sleeve. And red hood is not a slouch hand-to-hand. He isn't, but... In, in hand-to-hand, Damien's got the upper hand, but Jason does have the range because given his weapons. Yes. He's got to get to him before he can do anything. And Red Hood's going to make it extremely difficult to get to him. Damien's very good at dodging bullets, though. He is. He's been trained since he came out of a fake womb to dodge bullets. He has. can only dodge so much. You can, you can only dodge so many until you get hit. You can and only shoot them in the not unlimited. When you keep a lot of guns on you, he's got a lot of guns. Yeah, but he, if you have, the more guns you have on you, dude, the less room you have to carry ammo for those weapons. He's got a lot of ammo, dude. He's got a whole fucking sleeve in that leather jacket. He opens that leather jacket, it's like a candy store for ammunition. Yeah, but they can only probably fit 10 magazines, bro. All right, to help with the judgment... Can you guys um, tell us how Damien won sometimes and how Jason won sometimes so we can kind of put together where the strengths are? Like, okay, Damien obviously lost that one because of that decision, or Jason lost that one because of that decision. Yeah. Think back to the comic book that Damien won a few times, Jason won a few times. How the fuck did that happen? I haven't gotten the ability to read all of them yet, so I only know a couple. 
Well, we're not allowed it, to go based off what we know. We have to go off what you guys say. Yeah, that's why I haven't right really now, thought I those. Exactly. Like, you know, I don't know what you've said so far. I need to know how Jason has gotten Damien and how Damien has gotten Jason. And I, I did allude to this earlier, but I will be happy to go back into it. When and Batman Incorporated number zero, it was a it wasn't an annual, but they did a zero issue, and in that, Red Hood beats the absolute shit out of Jason, and he tells him, "I've gone easy those other times." He said that he said that, that and that's kind of what I was saying earlier, and that's why when Damien does beat him, it's because Red Hood's not going as all. He thinks, "Oh, this is a kid, and, and this is Batman's son. I can't completely hurt him." But how does he do it? Mm-hmm. Does he shoot him? Does he? Oh, he punches. He, he steps on his throat. He, he drags him across the ground. He, he punches him in the face a few times. He does not actually get a shot. He shoots at him, but he doesn't have like I think he shoots him in the leg or something. But he doesn't take him out with a gunshot. It, it's actually hand to hand combat. How Red Hood beats Damian Wayne. Okay. At that time, though, Damien was only 10. He's 13 now, and has had a lot more training, and he's gotten stronger. Yeah, but that comic okay. was also in, like, 2015. I don't, like I said, I've only recently been reading, so I haven't read a lot of, I know from what I've, like, seen on, like, my research of them, but I actually haven't read any of the scenarios where they've actually fought yet, besides the Dick Grayson and the Robin one where they just they just beat him. Yeah, yeah, and they beat him in that one. That wasn't all Damien. That was, I mean, Damien played a big part in it, but it was a lot of it was Dick. And in Battle for the Cowl, when uh, when Jason is trying to become the new Batman, he actually subdues Damien for a little bit, and he actually uh, he he fires a couple shots at him because Batman gets guns in this apparently too. But he also like he got he has him like fucking like abandoned and like a an area of Gotham City, which isn't so much a fight and more like a distraction and a trap. But he did like he he he, he fucked him over a little bit. He mostly fought with Dick in that book. But uh, yeah, in the books that they do fight, it, it's it's mostly hand to hand combat, and then one of them gets the better of the other. It's pretty simple. It's usually just them going at it, and then one wins. But uh, Red Hood's beat him with, with, like, punches to the face, like, a lot of punches. And, like I said, in the Incorporated Zero, he steps on his fucking neck. Uh, And if I got these They basically have beaten each other each time going, like, vice versa, like, the same way each time. It's always been a mano a mano. That's why we said this was so hard. Because it's always been a mano a That's what I mean, like, all hands out. I I don't know how, like, if they were to do current Red Hood versus current Robin, given Robin's older and stronger and has a lot more training now. I feel like it's a lot different. It'd be a but, hell of a lot different of a fight. But the reason I think that Red Hood would win is in all those fights, no matter who the winner is, it's usually hand-to-hand combat, and he's not using his full arsenal of weapons. I think in this deathmatch scenario, he uses his full arsenal of weapons and guns. Red Hood takes the win. That's my final argument. Yeah, I don't really... I don't... There's not really much to say. It's like a... It's, I don't... It's honestly really a draw to me at this point for this round. All right, well, let's go to the judges. we got to have a winner. As far as argument goes, Daniel, you made the better argument. Okay. Because he's um, – Jason has won hand-to-hand combat against him. He also has his weapons. Mm-hmm. And – 
when he doesn't go easy on Damien, he wins. So I'm going to go with All right. Jason Todd. Danielle, who are you giving your point to? All right, I'm going to be 100% honest here. I was with Damien all the way up until you said, in that single moment, Damien would choose justice over, um, what'd you say, justice over? I don't know if you can. Over vengeance. Let her go. Let her go, bro. Justice over vengeance. That was the quote. Okay, yeah, justice over vengeance. I know it's the death-to-death combat, like you just said. Death. It's to death. I said one of the rules of the match was there's no holding back. Okay, so that, that's it wouldn't fine. Affect it. Yes, it would because Damien is Batman's son. That's a holding back, though. There's no hold back. That would hold him back. But that, that doesn't go against the rules of what I said about the fight then, a hypothetical to the death match, no holding back fight. That's a, that's a hold back for Damien so that there's no hold backs. So that would not affect Damien. That, that would cause him uh, to flinch for a second or to pause for a second. He might not hold back, but he will hesitate. He'll let his guard down. Right, which would give Red Hood the The chance to put him out. And that's when Dan grabbed me, was like, that kind of given To me, given the rule that there's no hold back, that's a hold back, so that would mean that that mental thought wouldn't go by. Damien's out there to kill him, and Jason's out there to kill Damien. All right, so I do see what you're trying to say. If we're going to go with the no hold backs, I still have to go with Jason Todd because... When he said, I'm not going to take it easy on you anymore, all Damien ate was the fucking ground. Because so he was a 10-year-old who wasn't even Robin yet. It doesn't matter. We're sitting here going by what you said and what Daniel said, not what I know of these comic books. Danielle, you'll be getting the check in the mail. Don't worry. I appreciate it. He switched it over with the single moment of the – um, redhead was that, and then, okay, if we're going to sit here and say no holdbacks, then we're not going to hold him back. He ate nothing but the ground. W. Uh, who are you going to give your point I was going to give it to, to Jason Todd anyway. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, no, Jason Todd definitely gets my point because, again, like, you went more in-depth and, like, how in-depth – how like Jason had uh, beaten Damien in the past. Yeah. And Bobby, you know, still, you know, it was like, oh, it was a draw. You know, to me, it's a draw at this point. So like your argument, I think was stronger. All right. Well, that that concludes our first ever uh, face-off debate, Red Hood and and, uh, Damien Wayne. Red Hood gets the victor uh, this time. Uh, Red Hood reigns victorious, but that doesn't say Damian Wade isn't a badasser. If you're new in the comics, which was the, the Web Caves like whole thing anyway. If you're if you like this shit, you love this shit. Go read them both, dude. Go read Son of Batman and Under the Red Hood, uh, and uh, check out both these characters because they're both badass. It does both both are really cool fucking characters. Uh, I know I got there. My that's why section. this was so hard. This is, this is really hard. But, uh, Bobby, you want to tell the, the folks what we're doing next week? Uh, yeah, next week we're going to start the episode off with whatever news comes out, if there is any by next week. We'll probably go dabble into more of the news that we didn't do this week with the comic book issues that were announced for both DC yeah. and Marvel. Getting a little into depth about that. 
and the official rebranding of the Dark Crisis and Infinite Nurse event. We'll get into a little bit of that. Uh, but after that, we're going to do a quick little review of the six-episode Miss Marvel series. Neither one of us have watched it, so we're going to binge it, and we're going to give our official review of it next week. And then we're going to do another one of these face-offs, but we're going to shift over and go into the Marvel Universe a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and say who I'm going to do on my debate, and then Daniel will say who he's going to debate. Uh, the character that I am choosing is Tony Stark, also known as Iron Man. Oh, you better make this good. I'm going with the man from Wakanda, the the leader, the only one with his own country, I believe. Is Wakanda a country? I don't know. But I'm going with the man, the myth, the legend, old T'Challa, the Black Panther. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, my God. That is our next face. Uh, we're hitting Marvel. We're going fucking head first. This is going to be a great clash. Uh, we'll try to get the same judges. Uh, if not, we can always, we'll we'll find something. We'll find, maybe hit up Marvel. Oh, I think I, I'm available. pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, uh, my calendar's free. <laughs> we'll figure something yeah, out. This is mine. We'll get judges. Uh, yeah, but, as long as I'm not working Monday night, I'll, I have no problem being a judge. Hell yeah. I just have to tell you, off the bat, you better do your research there, Daniel, because Iron Man is one of my favorite characters. I know you love your Iron Man. So does Danielle. We got a couple of Iron Man. This is going to be good. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll try to bring the heat. But this is a blast, man. Uh, Danielle, Doug, thank you for being on. No problem. Uh, this is a lot of fun. You got anything else, Bobby, or are you ready to head home here? I just want to let the people know that for the future face-offs that we do with this, the characters that we select, we try to select characters that are relatively in the same like league with each other. Like we're not going to sit there, we're not going to pick like Daredevil versus Dark Side. Dark Side. Like we're not going to do something right. like that. We're people who are relatively close together within the same like realm of reality with each other. Yeah, somewhat equal. That's why this one kind of felt right. Like two Robins, yeah, two kind of street level. Yeah. Next week is Iron Man and Black Panther relatively in the same par, so try to yeah. keep it relatively a fair argument, so it's not like a landslide. Absolutely. Uh, again, everybody, sign up and follow our Web Cave podcast Facebook group. Yes, sir. Make sure to keep uh, joining in, liking the post. Uh, let, let's get the let's get the community going, and we'll start posting polls in there and shit. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, what you guys should probably do is that, like, uh, post in your uh, web webkeeper, put a poll up there and see, like, who they would uh, select to win in a battle between uh, Damien and uh, Jason. We might have to do it. Uh, we'll see what's up. And uh, we'll see everybody next week here on the web cave. Bobby, it's been a hell of a time. Everyone have a good week. You too. You too. Later. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.